0: All right, welcome back to CBS Sports Radio. We're going to get into the NBA a little bit with somebody who's a national sports writer for us at CBS Sports Radio. You know him as David Shepard. What's up, Shep? Yo, Vince,
1: man. Thank you for having me. Again, appreciate you, man. I heard there's a lot going in the NBA these days.
0: Well, there's a whole lot going on. By the way, I don't know (laughs) if you're aware of this, Shep. How do you feel about knowing that you're a pawn? How does that feel?
1: Man, listen, am I on the chessboard? You're on the board. Yeah, you're on the board. Do I have an ability to take out a
0: queen or a king? You do. I'll take it. I'll <laughs> take it. At least I'm in the game. It's That's the thing. It's like – and here's the thing, too, that's so funny about it to me is for Kyrie to go out and call the media pawns like, okay, but – it doesn't make, for him to be worried about legacy and all this other stuff, the media affects that. Like, media has a real impact in terms of how his career is looked at, how he's perceived as a person. The media's got impact on whether or not people in his city are going to like him on their basketball team or not. You know, like, the media matters. It's why the NBA is worth so much. The whole thing's crazy to me. So, I, I guess, in summary, I think this whole thing's ridiculous, and I would just love to know more on your thoughts of Kyrie Irving.
1: So, Vince, really it kind of stems from the pushback and the backlash he got in terms of people being critical, not just in the media, but fans alike. Because remember something, Kylie was going to be absent from the bubble, right? And so he was kind of leading this charge that they shouldn't play. And that was going to be bad for the league, and social justice had to take priority, but it seemed – very, very weak and feeble because he wasn't going to play, right? So it it seemed to be very beneficial for him and not really everybody else. And that kind of put the players who were playing in a very susceptible, very dubious, uh, very unfair position. And he got backlash from everyone alike. But instead of taking responsibility and saying, you know what, I spoke out of turn, I understand why we played, at the end of the day, we're still NBA players, and using that platform in the bubble, we can create all kinds of change. And, and you saw Le- a LeBron-led effort where arenas by owners turned into voting centers for so many people that had never voted before. And so, Kai, felt like it was the media that caused him that turmoil, but really it was himself. And remember something, this. I'm not telling you anything you don't know. This is the same guy that created all kinds of headlines for the wrong reasons, calling the earth flat, and then he was you know, floating around the idea of creating his own league? I mean, t- tell me how that works out. And by the way, Vince, let me say this. If he really, really wants to get the right message out, he's got all kinds of platforms. They didn't have that 15, 20 years ago. He has Insta. He has Twitter. He has the ability to create a podcast. And you don't think you and me would tune in to any one of those mediums for Kyrie Irving?
0: Well, yeah. And especially if, cause if part of his gripe is I'm misrepresented in these things, then fine. You speak to the media. If you feel like you're, you know, what you say is slanted a certain way or the other that you don't think is right. Well then yeah, you can follow up on Instagram and you'll have millions of people that are following you there, especially for a guy like him. You can correct any message that you want. Correct.
1: but Vince, And again, you know, I can speak for me. I can't speak for you. This guy has been the guy his entire life. He played, I want to say, nine games at Duke, and he was still going number one overall, right? This is a guy that was given the keys to a franchise at 19 years old. Now, did he do well? No. No one's going to deny that. This is a guy that Boston did everything to keep. This is a guy that Brooklyn laid out the red carpet to make him feel welcome, despite the fact that really the big fish was Kevin Durant. Every single time Kyrie steps on a basketball court, and this might even be the case with LeBron James, he is the most exciting player to watch. Let me ask you something, Vince. A better ball handler in the history of basketball than Kyrie Irving is who? Uh,
0: You know, I I have no idea. I, I couldn't tell you on that level, but he's one of the best I've seen.
1: Have you ever seen a guy make the
0: kind of shots he makes under the rim? No. And that's the thing. He's, he is a good player. You know, I like watching. He he is fun to watch just from the idea of, I like people doing athletic things or amazing things on a basketball court. He can do that, that kind of stuff, but all of this kind of baggage that he creates, and that's the thing, Shep, he creates so much of this and now he's going to get fined like every couple of days. Yeah.
1: So that's kind of the issue. And, but, but and, you know, kind of like full circle on that. She shoots from the hip. She has no filter. That's been, you know, his MO for eight, nine years now. This is going on year 10 for him. He doesn't care. He doesn't care how arrogant or how, um, I don't want to say stupid because that's a little insulting because he's far from stupid, but he doesn't care how thoughtless he comes off. He doesn't care how arrogant, how parochial how limited he is in terms of his viewpoint to the outside to the macro society to the people that you know work for a living that that drive you know a 20,000 15,000 beat up you know dollar cars to to these games she doesn't care she'll say whatever he wants we know he's all-time great but this is the thing that really bothers me she mentions that he wants to put his money where his mouth is he wants to spend the revenue the absolute goal of revenue that he makes in, you know, underprivileged, underserved communities. But when he gets fined, that doesn't go to those communities. Based on the CBA, that goes to the league. That goes to the Players Association. That doesn't go to the neediest people in this country. That doesn't go to those communities that are dying and suffocating for just a little bit of support. And so I urge him, if he's listening to this interview, if he happens to be up right now, two to six in the morning, I don't know why he would be, but if he is, I plead with him to really, really understand where his money is going as opposed to where it should be going. And Vince, listen, he can pull a Marshawn once, man. He can show up and just give the most bland, generic answers. But you know what? He's not giving away money if that's the case. So... He's not the the most misunderstood athlete in the history of sports. Uh, You can make an argument that in terms of the way he goes about things, that he is the most careless athlete in the history of sports outside of doing errant illegal behavior.
0: And, and that's the thing. He's such a fascinating, out-of-the-box guy, and at times I, I like to go down fun rabbit holes and explore the nature of social norms and stuff, but it's just he seems to miss the mark again and again and again, and here you are in this situation. Now, obviously, we've covered a lot of ground on that. We're talking with David Shepard, who you know as yeah. a producer here and national sports writer for Nick, CBS Sports Radio. I, can I
1: ask you a question? Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry to cut you off, but how does the Nets handle this? Is it ownership? Um, Is it Sean Marks? Is it Kevin Durant? Is it Steve Nash? By the way, welcome to coaching, Steve Nash. Yeah. How do you get to Kyrie Irving and get him on the same page as everyone else. If you are that franchise.
0: Well, if one, I think it becomes an ownership problem because the franchise is getting fined, you know? So the ownership is going to have some level of interest, especially if these fines increase, 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 you know? So that's going to be part of this equation. Uh, The easiest route, the easiest one, is hopefully Durant recognizes what this is doing, and it's going to put more pressure on Durant. So for those guys being a package deal.
1: (laughs) Well, he
0: does, but he still talks to them, and now he's going to get lobbed with all these Kyrie questions. So he's like, hey, man, I hate it too, but you know what? I'm there, and I'm doing it because that's the job. You know, that's the job. Right. Oh, man.
1: Where's LeBron James when you need him? You didn't hear these kind of dialogues and narratives and, uh, you know, diatribes when he was his teammate.
0: Well, no, but he, apparently Kyrie never trusted LeBron at the end of games to make a shot, so there's yeah, that, too. Right. There's, there's, see, there's always something with Kyrie, which is fascinating. But, they, but then the other thing is, because now, and here's what makes this so great, is as all of this is going on in Brooklyn, you have James Harden, who's partying out in Vegas and Atlanta, and now he's showing up in Houston, and maybe he ends up in Brooklyn at some point. Like, Can you see the three of those guys together in Brooklyn and what that could be like?
1: Okay, so let me say this about James Harden. So I'm going to play. I'm going to play a little bit of trivia with you. Do you mind? Okay, yeah, let's go. In the last
0: fifteen
1: seasons, no, excuse me, last thirty seasons, there are three guys, or it's happened three times, um, in which an NBA player averaged over thirty-four points per game. Can you name me those two players that have done it? Two in one play- season, in the regular season.
0: Wow. So one of them has to be Harden. And- Correct. Okay, and the other, over 34 points, in, in how long a time frame? 30 years. So, obviously, we're excluding Michael, we're excluding George Gervin, you know, Dominique
1: Wilkins, all those all-time great scores.
0: Wow, I, I have no idea. Who else averaged 34? Kobe Bean. Oh, okay, that, that totally, now that you say it, that makes all the <laughs> sense of the world, yeah. Right. So, Vince,
1: I'm going to give you one more. So okay. So, Harden has not done it not once, he's done it twice. The only other guy to do it once is Kobe Bryant, the greatest scorer, pound for pound, this league has ever seen. Now, if you look at the totality of the NBA, there are only two guys that have eclipsed James Harden in points per game for a season. Do you know who those two are in the history of the National Basketball Association?
0: I'm going to say, I don't know, Kareem for the hell of it. and. I, I don't know. Remember, remember, remember.
1: Point, remember, points per game. Kareem is a longevity guy.
0: Well, yeah, I know. And that's the thing. I, I, you got me stumped, Shep. You're, you're killing me exactly. on the trivia tonight.
1: Uh, well, you know, listen, we didn't pre plan this, so you know the well, interview's organic. Yeah, right? no, that's good. Scripted. I need
0: to be stumped. I need to be put in my so, place once in a while.
1: Oh, no one would put it, put it that <laughs> way. But, the Stilt, Michael Jordan. Now, both of those guys are icons in sports, not just the game of basketball. Those guys are once-in-a-lifetime type athletes, Michael and Wilt. You mention those names in, in all of sports. If you mention Michael, everyone is going to go to MJ. And if you mention Wilt, it's going to be Wilt Chamberlain. So here's the point. James Harden is historically great in the regular season,
0: Correct. Is that fair to say? Oh, yeah, there's no doubt. He's an MVP candidate every single year.
1: Every single year. He has, now listen to this, man. He has double, double, and he came in the same year as him, by the way. The all-NBA first team to Steph Curry. So if you just specify it to regular season, James Harden is one of the 10 greatest players to ever live. (laughs) That is how historically great James Harden is. Now, here's the issue. And this goes to your question. He stinks in the playoffs. Yep. That's the problem. Yep. Because he has lost at home to a Kawhilis Spurs team. He has lost to the Warriors at home to a KD-less team. This is a guy in the bubble in a game four as recently as 2020 that made two backs. You don't average 34 and 36 in the regular season as recently as 2019-2020 and find a way in a must-win game with your season on the line to score two baskets in the biggest game of his career, Vince. You remember that game seven when it seemed like the Rockets went 0-100 from three?
0: Yeah, that was crazy.
1: It was crazy. James Harden, speaking of crazy, two for 13 from three in an arena in which he plays. Every other day. On the road, I can kind of see where you're coming from. And it's not like the Warriors with the, you know, all 4 Pistons. they are this historically great defensive team. Because Klay Thompson wasn't guarding James Harden the whole time. You can't go two for 13. You can't do it. And by the way, let me give you another stat for a second. Okay. Against against LeBron and against Seth Curry, he's 8-20 in the postseason. That's not going to get it done. So I'm sorry. James Harden, if he, decide, and it's by the way, it's the same thing with Giannis, Vince. If they leave, they're running away. Houston is not losing because of the others. They're losing because James Harden is not good enough to carry the others. And it's the same thing with Giannis. The only difference is James Harden is throwing his coach under the bus. He is saying to the rest of the NBA, I don't think enough of Steven Silas that I'm going to show up to camp because I guarantee you something. If that's Mike D'Antoni, if Mike D'Antoni decides to come back for a year, he's not doing that to Mike D'Antoni. What he's doing is he's holding this franchise hostage. Now, listen, John Wall had that quote. He had that back and forth with a reporter. But to his credit, he never once insinuated or hinted that he wanted out. James Harden, by holding out, is saying he'd rather be anywhere but Houston. So are they going to get back a dollar for a dollar? I don't know. They are going to get back five cents for a dollar. And I resent James Harden for that. All time great player in the regular season. But I resent what he is doing to the Houston Rockets franchise. And if I'm a team right now, by the way, if I'm any other team, between none of the 29 other teams, I'm paying very close attention to how Harden is handling himself when hardship hits the fan.
0: Yeah, and you should, because if you're going to make that kind of investment and trade whatever it is to get James Harden, then you want a guy that's going to play, and that is not the inclination that you get at this point. So, uh, unfortunately, we're up against it, but, Shep, I appreciate it. David Shepard, national sports writer for CBS Sports Radio. Shep, thanks so much, man.
1: Thanks, man. Love talking hoops with you, man. Anytime. Thank you for having me. Always a pleasure.